0: Welcome to the True Vine podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. If you would turn with me, if you have your Bibles or wherever you're at, to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're gonna start here with verse eight and go eight through 10. Give you a second to get there. And so here it says, in verse 8 chapter Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 by faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went and then verse 9 says by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs in him of the same promise. In the last scripture here, verse 10, for he looked for a city which hath foundations. Mm. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So I'm just so honored. I'm just so excited because there's a, For the past couple weeks, there's been a burden upon my heart for this final sermon in this sermon series of the best is yet to come. So if you'd lay down your Bibles, let's just pray here this morning over this sermon, over the rest of this service, that God would move in a mighty way. And let me hear your voices cry out, Lord, we thank you, God, for bringing us here today, Jesus. Lord, that your hand, God, because we are here today, because we believe the best is yet to come today in this final sermon of this series, Lord, and that your spirit will be poured out just like it's been poured out already today, Jesus, but that, God, for the rest of this moment, that you would anoint me, God, that you would anoint my heart, but, God, that you would anoint this congregation, that we would receive the word that you have placed upon me, Jesus. And in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, And everyone said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. So, growing up, you know, as a kid uh, in the uh, mid-90s, now some of you are like, man, mid-90s, oh my goodness. Um, But growing up, uh, I was, of course, really into video games. How many, hey, (laughs) I heard a surprise over here, what? I I was really into video games, and um, I wasn't the only one. Um, all of my brothers were also into video games, you know? And it all started, we were five years old. When I say that, we were all five years old, some of you. I got to say this every single time I preach. I am a quadruplet, so I have four brothers all the same age. And all of my stories, you will notice when I preach, come from something about my brothers. I got tons of them. This isn't the last one, man. So, But we were all five years old and we received the glorious Nintendo 64 for Christmas. Man, some of you remember that, some some of you before that. But we woke up every day trying to wake up before each other. But it was it was to see who could play who could turn this thing on first. Luckily it was four players, but you know, there's some games where you just you you don't share. You don't share. But that's how it was our whole childhood. Saturdays, they were the day of how late can I sleep, but also be up early enough before they are up. That's that's what Saturdays were. So unfortunately, I don't have the same fascination with video games now um, that I used to. Um, but in my childhood, there was something about it that kept drawing me and my brothers to it. You see... Every time we would turn on that that console, whether it be the Nintendo and it then became an Xbox and it became a PlayStation. But as we got older, there was still always that excitement of the challenge that awaited us there was There was the challenge of beating that boss or the, you know beating each other, and a sense of accomplishment whenever we did this, but there was always a challenge that we desired and whatever it was no matter how hard no matter what time of day we desired that challenge so in our lives challenges bring growth challenges bring growth in the end they bring accomplishment and every day we look for challenges it's what keeps us going. It's what makes us wake up in the morning. It's how we learn. It's it's how we move throughout our lives. But isn't it normal to look for the easiest challenges with the greatest return? Isn't, isn't it human nature to take the shortest path that we can see to reach the end destination? But we find here we find Abraham here in Hebrews 11, referencing back to this, in this portion of scripture is referencing back to his time in Genesis chapter 12, when God called him to leave his home and go to another land that God would give him as his, as his inheritance. And he went without knowing he went, he had no idea where he was going. And when he reached the land, God promised him, he lived there by faith because he was a foreigner. He felt out of place. He didn't he didn't know anybody. All he had was his wife Sarah, he had Lot and and his servants and that was and he was a foreigner in a foreign land. So something that was so not of comfort. See, Abraham was challenged at this moment. He had to leave what was familiar. But what was, what was, but I'm asking you this question, what was drawing Abraham to this place God had called him? Because, you know, he could have said at this time, he could have said, no, he could have been like, God, no, I don't trust what you're doing. I don't trust where you're leading me. I don't, that, that's so foreign to me. That's so, why would I leave what is comfort? Why would I do this? But there was a challenge God had, God had challenged Abraham, and Abraham, his drive every single morning that he woke up, he, because, but he went because he knew what God gave him. He knew the things of God the best that was yet to come was in God. The best that was yet to come was, "Hey God, I'm I'm uncertain. I don't know the next step I'm going to take. You're challenging in me in this moment, but God, I know. I know that the best is yet to come. I know of where you're leading me because it says here in verse 10. It says right here for he looked for a city which is Firm, has a firm foundation. I wish somebody today would say, God, I'm looking for that firm foundation. I'm done saying, God, I'm, God, I'm, I'm tired of my own agenda. I'm tired of what I think is right. But God, I'm going to look to that firm foundation. And not just to that, I'm looking for what is after you. I'm looking for who is a builder and maker, what was built by you, so that I can live the best that is yet to come. Amen. You see God challenged Abraham. He challenged him. And Abraham went. You see the word of God is meant to challenge you. Why? Because our faith is not enhanced without it. You see we can we can preach every week about Things that aren't going right in our lives. But until we accept the challenge, until we accept the challenge of God's word, that's whenever we're going to see change. That's when you'll see transformations take place. That's whenever you're going to see the uh, God's going to start changing your family. They're going to start to follow you. Why? It's not because of hey God, I'm listening to I'm listening to so and so. I'm just up, I'm going where I'm going. No, I'm following the word of God because the word of God is going to lead me. I, oh, right here, right now, I'm following where the word of God is taking me. I'm not following where my sight is taking me. Oh, but that I would take His word that I would take his word and that I would follow it. And it's going to change your family. It's going to change your life. And you may say right here, you know, how do how do I do that though? You say, you say that preacher. But how how do I how do I make this an impactful thing in my life today? It all starts with a decision. You see what you, today you may be like, hey, I'm not, good, I'm not good at my Bible reading. I'm not good at my devotion time. How, how, am I, how is my family going to follow me? If in, in this moment that right now I just I, I'm, I'm not even strong in these things. But you see, what you lack in experience, you make up for an example. That all it says is, God, I'm going to start right now. And I'm gonna take this word and I'm gonna place it upon my heart so that my family will follow me. And so a couple things, you know, that's that kind of t- it takes me back to whenever I was young. Just to give you, you know, a background, whenever I was young, is I would always uh somebody says, Man, you're uh, you're you're still young. I heard I heard a jiggle over here. I heard a laugh. I knew exactly which, brother Tony, what you were uh, you were laughing at. <laughs> but I, I feel I, I, you know. I thought brother Dorval would be the one that was going to heckle me today. Not you know. <laughs> he he's holding it in right now. He's he's behaving. Every week, pastor warns me about him. You know. <laughs> hey, man, We love brother Dorval. We love brother Dorval. But. I just always remember as as a kid that my dad, you know, he'd come down wake us up for school. But then we would walk we would walk upstairs or walk into the kitchen and go through the it's through the living room and my dad would be over here praying and reading his bible every morning. Even before church, before church, he would always come to us and he'd be like, hey, have you been to the prayer room? No. Got that look like pastor has big eyes. No. And my dad would, let's go. We're going to the prayer room. We go in there, just mighty moves of God happening in the prayer room, the same way that they're happening pre-service here. But he knew, man, I'm going he to, he knew I have to have this foundation. Because it says Abraham did it because of the inheritance. He was inheriting it, but the same promise was for his son Isaac and for his son Jacob. The the Bible says that in Genesis 12. God knew what was to come. And he knew where he was sending Abraham. And Abraham knew, I am looking for the things of God. I am looking for that thing that is going to lead and to guide me and to send me where God has me. Amen. There was a um, a story. We, me and uh, me, Pastor Mark, Pastor, a couple of um, others of us. We went to this uh, conference, this church leadership conference, a little while back. Um, and there was this one story. There was a story there that was so profound, and it had to do with um, with a card, and it was. It was one of these cards right here. And you see, a lot of times, you know, so now I've, I've told you, like, hey, the word of God is going to challenge you. Why is it going to challenge you? Because if you're not being challenged by the word of God, then it's not speaking to you. Pastor, Pastor and Pastor Mark, and we're, they're, not, we're not, they're not up here every single week to just tell you what you want to hear. They're here to tell you what you need to hear. They're here to tell you because the Word of God. Hey, this, th- that's why I said right now, this Word of God, hey, it's going to challenge you. But in here is love. In here is deliverance. In here is peace. In here is long. In in here are the things that apply to your life. And yeah, it's going to challenge you on days. It's going to challenge you on days where I didn't need that today. God, I I wanted to hear what what I wanted to hear today. But it's going to challenge you and it's going to mold you into what is the best to come. Now, how, how does that translate? How does that translate? Now, the Next Steps class, they've already heard. I'm oh, sorry. And by the way, if you have not signed up for Next Steps, Connect Card connect right there. You can sign it up. And to, to be involved in serving and what this church is about. But we were in Next Steps in our last Next Steps class, and they've heard I, I brought this out. It was just on a moment, but God was leading me in this. It because it's such a powerful testimony. At Chick-fil-A, there was, there was a woman, and she came through the drive-thru, and she paid for, she comes up to the drive-thru window, and she says, hey, I want to pay for the meal behind me, and I want you to give them this card. And so, the, you know, at Chick-fil-A, like, yeah, okay. So the next, uh, you know, that, that lady gets her food. She leaves the next lady comes through and they said, hey, the car in front of you paid for your meal and they wanted us to give you this. And what, you know, what that, what that lady didn't know that paid for this meal was, is that this woman who received this card, she had planned, this was going to be her last meal. Because after this meal, she was going to go commit suicide. And this card, something so simple, it says, something extra to show God loves you. And on the other side, it says, and so do we. That woman came to church that next Sunday, and God changed her life. You see, God is still still speaking to people through you, to other people that the best is yet to come. You see, this sermon right here isn't isn't just pastor or me preaching it to you on this Sunday. No, it's so that you will go out and that you will say, because this isn't just a church card that says something. No, this is me walking up to somebody and saying, let me give you Jesus. Let me, hey, one second, hey, let me tell you about what his grace does. Hey, let me tell you about what his name brings. Let me tell you, Aaron, let me tell you about where God is leading you in your life, where you don't know it yet. Oh, but God right here, this is Jesus right here. And it is something so superficial as a card, but it is a meaning. It is something that, oh, I'm going to take with me and that I am going to tell someone. The best is yet to come. You see, that woman could have been selfish. She could have been. She could have said, I have what God has for me. But pastor even said it last week in a sermon. I had it in my notes. He said, you have a fruit that will absolutely flourish and uniquely bless those around you. But how how do you get to flourish and bless people? How, how do you get there? How, how do I get to where the, the presence of God is just naturally flowing out of me, where I don't even have to think about it? Because for some of us, it's hard. It's hard to go out of our way. Still, all of us have it. We're human. Every single day, it's, but how do we get it to naturally flow out of us? By letting the word of God challenge you but not just challenge you, let it change you, let it lead you, let it flow out of you, let it be something that you base your life on, that God, even though I do not understand, and I don't know what's happening around me, but God, I feel a pull to just tell somebody about Jesus, and he's going to put you in situations where you never would have expected him to move upon your life. And, And now it's, and you're like okay well what does that have to do with the best that is yet to come how 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 is me being a witness of what god is doing in my life how is that how is that the best shouldn't the best be an immediate answer to my prayer shouldn't the best be an increase in my finances shouldn't it be a promotion at my job God, like God, why, why would it be that I would just show who you are? You see, we come to church. I come to church all the time, waking up on Sunday morning, thinking, "I want what God has for me today." We walk in here and worship starts, and we want what God has for us today. The preacher starts preaching and you know we're in our last week of the sermon series and we say i want what god has for me today so i can i can have the best i i want it i want what he has but there's a step beyond that and i'm not discounting what god i'm not discounting what God has for you because that's essential because you need to repent. You need to be baptized in Jesus name and you need to receive the gift of the Holy ghost, the pro- because it is a promise that is unto you and to your children. The same way that Abraham said in, Ch- in verse 10, he's looking for that foundation. That is the foundation. But what is beyond that? What is beyond having, having this and it's and I'm gonna tell you, it's not to just have something, but it is to become something. It is to become what God is doing in your life. Because I have seen it. Because oh, because I'm coming in here. God, I want what you have for me. But God, I more than anything, I want to become. I well. Oh. I want to become what he has for me because that is where, that is the proof of the best that you are living in the best that he has for you, for your family, for your children, for your relatives, for you, for your job, for everything that you could imagine. Because when you come, when you become something in him, you know his love That surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Let me read that one more time. You know his love that surpasses knowledge. You don't understand it, but you have a love that is in your heart that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. But the next part of this verse this verse here says according to his power that is at work within us once again that girl she could that lady at chick-fil-a could have been selfish but she was living in the best that god had for her life she felt something more why how because God was blessing her life in ways she had never seen before. And she had to tell someone. Because she found that love that surpasses knowledge. And now she was living in it. Acts 1.8, man, I just, I love this verse. It says, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem. And all of Judea. And Samaria. And to the ends of the earth. That right there is. I'm not just going to have something. But I'm going to become something. I'm going to become what God has for me. I'm going to step into God. I'm not, I want the best that is yet to come. And like Pastor said, it's here. It's here right now. The best is here, but I want to take that best and I want to become, I want to live it out. I want to show people, hey, I want to show people that there is a best for you because this sermon is not a sermon that just just stops right here at this pulpit. It's not just right here. It's not right here at an altar where it stops, but it says, God, I'm taking this. I'm taking this to the multitude that I would walk it out. That I would walk it out in your name, Jesus. I'm going to place a covering. I'm going to over my family. I'm going to walk it out here because oh, because I want what the best. I want that best that is to come in the name of Jesus. And I'm, I'm coming to a close. But when you have the Holy Ghost, you will receive power. You will receive power. So I've told you about the challenge, and I've told you what the challenge will do for your life. But how do you obtain it? How do do you obtain it? One of my... One of my favorite stories here, I have a couple. Actually, I had one that just, not a story, but from the Bible that came to me. Peter and and John 21. And John 21 is fishing with several disciples. And this is after, after he had denied Jesus three times and after Jesus was crucified. And here he is. He's... He's, and He runs away. The last time that he was in the presence of Jesus, he was on trial. And he runs away weeping. He runs away reaping, feeling unworthy. And here he is fishing with several disciples. When Thomas, Thomas is in the boat and he spots him, He spots Jesus on the shore and he says, It's the Lord! Hmm. It's the Lord! He's right there! And what does Peter do? He doesn't wait, he jumps out of the boat and swims to shore. And I'm here to tell you this morning, the best is yet to come. It's here. Like we've been preaching this whole sermon series, it's here. It's on the shore because it's Jesus. He's right there. It's on the shore. The best that is yet to come for your family, it's right there. The best that is yet to come from that addiction, it's right there. Oh, that answer that the doctors don't have, oh, it's just on the shore because it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And even whenever you're in that, even whenever you're, here, you're sitting here saying, okay, Jesus is right there, but, but I don't know. I don't know. Even Job. We look at everything that he was going through. You know, he even told God, he said, God, Why? I'm going through all of the... And we, we always hear, you know, even through it all, Job worshiped God through everything that he was going through. But in, in chapter 21 of Job, there a couple chapters there. He is here complaining. He's here complaining, saying, God, why do you frown upon me? I'm going through all of these things, but you smile upon the wicked. There's still, you're going to have the challenge. You're going to go through things. And even through that, that God, I'm going to give you. That God, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you my life. That God, because I want the best I want what your spirit brings. I want to go down and oh God, if you and if you haven't been baptized today in the name of Jesus, repented and or received the Holy Ghost, that is for you today because that is That is the best, but it doesn't it's like I said, it doesn't stop there. If you would stand with me today. It doesn't stop there. And so I want to I invite you to this altar today. There's somebody, this has this just weighed so heavy on me for the past couple of weeks. But just that somebody today, this altar has been open from the moment that you felt God upon your heart today. Upon this this, this pull on you today that God, I, I'm here, but I don't want to just have something. I want to become something. I want to see the change. I want what is more that you have for me. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let's all lift our hands here today. As we pray, Lord, we thank you, God, for bringing us, Lord, that we would be able to live a life out, Lord, so that we would take a step, God, out of the comfort, the same way that Abraham didn't know, God. He didn't know the direction with where he was going, but, oh, he knew what he was looking for. Lord, that upon this, upon us today, God, that somebody would say, oh, I'm, I'm going to take a step out because that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to be something. I'm looking, for God, for something more. But, God, I'm desperate. I'm desperate enough to jump out of the boat. I'm desperate enough to come to an altar. I'm desperate enough to lift my hands as high as I can get them and to surrender everything that I have. Because, God, I want what your spirit, I want the best. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, these altars are open. I encourage you, come to receive that best, receive what God has for you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.